says heavy. On your marks, on your marks, get steady. Taking my time with it just like Teddy. Speaking my mind with it, feel it on the levy. On the weekly, go on the speaks easy. Andrew connected the dots and that's breezy. Show side two flum dung, so come and see me. Feel it red, you know that never be me. Take another look like the AR. You can listen to the trade or you see AR. Yeah, the content must go far. You can live on the thing, cause it raise the bar. It's just as hard. Twitter and YouTube don't get barred. Trophies are coming, so we fix the scars. Only when the season, the season's at large. I can't be without you. Yo, 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 the yo's are back, means one thing, it's the Shelfside Podcast, how you doing Jimmy? I'm good, you know, after a win I'm always good. Yes, we heard that the week before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, loving it, loving it, even though it was quite a um, fortuitous, may I, may, may I say, fortuitous win, but I, I will Ooh. take it, I'll take it. We'll take them anyhow at this stage of the season, but we'll yeah. come on to that. We'll come on to that. So, um, how are you doing otherwise, Jimmy? Today's podcast is just myself and Jimmy. So, Jimmy, how are you doing? Yeah, no, I'm good. You know, Easter's Easter's been nice. You know, took a bit of break from work, just watching football and just resting up, visiting family. So, no, it's, it's, been, it's been nice and relaxing, so I can't complain. Good, good, good. That's what I like. How's yours? Yeah, that's what... Yeah, I wouldn't say it was relaxed. It's been very busy. You haven't got kids as young as mine anymore, so um, I'm sure you can remember though and appreciate how busy an Easter weekend might be for active kids. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, but but wasn't at work, so that's always a benefit. And uh, my sporting teams did okay. Um, Spurs won. Yeah, Celtics good. won both both their games. Um, Celtic beat Rangers. And right. um, Liverpool got a result, so that was not yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. But I supported Liverpool this week because they played Arsenal. I support. I told you, two teams I support: Tottenham and whoever's playing Arsenal. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So yeah, we were we were both there. We were both I think there. I, I think I was busy. <laughs> I was, I was putting up a basketball hoop um, at the beginning of that game, but I had it on in the background. So yeah, it was. Wasn't so good at the beginning, but a lot better at the end. Ah, that could have been even better. End, man. That save at the end killed me. But let's not and talk the miss. about that. And the miss, yeah. Let's not talk about that. That's... But anyway, yeah, we yeah. don't talk about them if we can avoid it. So, <laughs> guys, it's episode 137. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. We're going to do this as we normally do. Go through the game um, and get onto some other stuff. Um, absentees today. So, shout out to Lero Kwabna. Carl and Jay, um, but it's just you and I, Jimmy, and we're going to go through this. So, yeah, all good. Let's let's, let's hit it, really. So, <clears throat> we played Brighton. Unless you've been under a rock, um, we beat them two one at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Uh, another decent result there. Um, dare I say? I'm not going to say it actually because we could play Bournemouth next week, and that's potentially going to be Doctor Tottenham if I say what I say. So I'm not going right. to say that, but. <laughs> the lineup. The lineup was relatively unchanged after 
an embarrassment at Everton. What did you make of that? Was that disappointing to you or, or were you expecting that? I was expecting it, to be fair. I don't think he's got much else to... He hasn't got much else to work with. What, what is he going to do? How does he change that up? You know, unless Sa, he starts... Sa, muck, he starts mucking Sa, around Forster, up top. Dan Juma. He's got to play Lloris. As I said before, it's just just the way it is. You've got to play Lloris. He's got to play. He's a, I hear you. I hear you, and I thought of this, right? But I saw something on Twitter which kind of backed up what my gut was telling me on Lloris, right? Yeah. I said he's had a shocking season. And I think he has had a shocking season. Don't get me wrong, shocking season, he's still a decent enough goalkeeper. But he's had a very poor season to his standards, right? He has. And if you look at the Everton goal, if you just look at his positioning for that Keane goal, he was way over the wrong side of the goal. He wasn't even in the middle. That's very questionable. He was so far to his right-hand side of the goal that, don't get me wrong, he was a screamer, but he absolutely gets nowhere near it because he doesn't. He's not. He's not there. He's not there to get near it, and it didn't yeah, go top bins. It I know it go didn't top. go top bins. It's a good height for the keeper, but it's just too far in the corner. You know, it's... if you start on the other side, on the other post, it's definitely too far. We will never know because he's in the wrong position. The thing is, right? If I, if I'm looking at it and I see. Who is it? Keen. I see Keen with the ball, thirty yards out. I, I'm, I'm not even worrying. So I'm not saying you're worrying, but you should be in position. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I'm going to send you. Yeah. The, I'm going to send you the image. Yeah, and then tell me if you have a different opinion next week, right? And yeah, also, don't, don't do no. Don't do no. Um, changing. No, the no, 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 no. I can't no. do Photoshop. No, no, no. no that's, don't I'm do not my that. forte. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I could do that stuff, I wouldn't be here on this pod. I'll be oh. sunning myself somewhere in a hot place doing 419s, already yeah. having done 419s. So, right. Yeah, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not your prince who's sending you Yahoo messages. Don't worry. <laughs> so, um, other criminals are out there. Um, also, <laughs> if you look at the oh, goal, the yeah. Lewis Dunk goal um, against Brighton, he is. He actually. He's behind the line. He's behind the line. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw that he was behind the line. It was a. It's one of those ones where I've. I don't know whether goalkeepers do that to sort of like get a spring or something. I don't know why they they do that, but I've noticed other keepers do that when it's a cross. They come across and they sort of like go deeper into their goal, and I don't know why. Yeah, but I think I think that's I think if I was uh, a psychologist and I'm not, but if I were, I would believe that was something to do with fear rather than an actual goalkeeping technique. Because why would you put yourself under pressure, almost cowarding um, away, hiding in your goal? Surely you want to be... I've never seen Smichael do that, as in Peter Smichael, for example. Yeah, he but you're talking about a, a top, top goalkeeper. But what I'm thinking I know, is, but, that's the, but that's, the, that's where we've got to go, right? That's the yeah. level, right? That's what we've got to be modelling ourselves. Yeah, but what, what, what I'm thinking, right, is that you go a bit deeper to give yourself more time between the strike, striking or the, you know, the, the header, in this case, of the ball and where you are. So you might have a bit of a chance to save it. Whereas... If you're closer, it might just be an automatic reaction. If you're closer, you can probably come and claim the cross, maybe. I don't think he could have claimed that cross. It was a good cross, oh. and it was deep. 
It was deep. It was, no, it was deep. It was, it was deep. deep. It was I don't deep, think he, it was his. His. It was like terrible it's defending. It's a free. It's a free header. It's a free header. Well, let's talk There's about. No let's let's talk about the fact that their tallest player, somebody who's known for his head and ability, is unmarked at the far post, and they're in this luminous. What are we calling that? Pinky oh. salmony kit, and no one picks him up. And yeah. yes, it's zonal, but I, I hate the fact that zonal was the answer because I don't believe so. But it could tap into what Conte's been saying about leadership and mentality. Because for me, if you're playing zonal, but you can see somebody's unmarked, not yeah. once. Because it happened after he scored, which is criminal. And Skip ends up marking him. Yeah, Skip shouldn't be marking Dunk. That should be Longley, Dyer or Romero. You choose one. You've no, not be... Romero. Longley, no, well, Dyer. Maybe, maybe, not, maybe not Romero, but Longley or Dyer has got to be at least trying to stop him from getting a clean head on the ball, whether it be at goal or whether it be back across into the danger area. We've got to try and stop that kind of... That, that kind of um, attack. And it's like they don't want the responsibility of marking their the most dangerous player at set pieces, which is yeah, it's criminal. Yeah, it's criminal. It's, it's again, the lack of sensing of danger for oh, me from Dyer, the yeah. one they call Eric Dyer. Like you, like you said, take that responsibility. Like, I hate this guy with a passion. I hate this guy of a passion in terms of John Terry, but do you think John Terry says, no, I'm sitting in the zone? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Do you think Vidic does that? Yeah, I, I don't know why you mentioned him, because um, immediately, no, do you know I, immediately I, I want to go against you, but I know I can't. <laughs> no, but that's the point of why I mentioned him, because everybody knows I think he's a racist, I think he's a prick, but when it comes to actually sensing danger as yeah. a centre-half no, in the Premier League... He's a great, great, great defender, wasn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's why I hated him even more. He's actually good. <laughs> right, and he didn't have any pace. This is why I'm no. using him. Like, I, I, I hate the fact that I have to, but this is what Dyer leads you to do. Right? Yeah. And, and, and just on that point, there's just on that point, there's a podcast that actually sent out something on Twitter the other day. Yeah. I'm not going to mention any names. It's slander. They slander Romero basically saying he's reckless liability... He takes too long to pass. He loses the ball too often. He goes on aimless forward runs and leaves a hole. Um, overrated. Something, somebody, other, somebody, other. And wow. Yeah, and there are two valid points in there. That we know he's reckless. Yeah, yeah, undoubtedly. We know he's reckless, and he can curb that, and he's trying to curb that. But he's not reckless every game. Yeah, but he can be reckless and he's cost us. So that, that's without question. No one can argue that. His he is slower on the ball, but I don't actually mind him being slow on the ball because you know what? He retains the ball. It's not like he's slow on the ball and then loses it, like some players. He's slow on the ball and maybe he s- slows down our m- movement. But you know what? I'd rather him find the right pass than risk just passing to anybody Yeah, or, or just hitting areas. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd hate that. I'd hate that. Yeah, he's a, he's a thoughtful passer, um, but he's a good passer of the football. He can pass the ball. So, it's a, for me, it's a little bit harsh to 
pull him up on that. Yes, maybe. Um, but he's a defender. He's not supposed to be sort of like pushing the pace forward. He should, he, that's for the players further up the pitch. You know, you've got six players paying further forward than him. Seven players paying yeah. further forward than him. Let them do. Let them do that. Yeah, exactly. My sentiments, exactly. And then the accusation that he... Two more accusations. The accusation that he goes on aimless runs. Now, I resent that because, for me, I think he's been given licence to go forward. I think he's caused problems when he's gone forward. And, yes, he does leave a hole, but is that does he go on runs when... Both fullbacks have gone forward, and both DMs have gone forward. I don't think so. I, don't I think, think so. He goes, goes on, beyond them. He goes beyond them, and then it's clear that what should we do? What would you tell your DMs to do, or your? No, they should naturally be covering. They should naturally be covering anyway. If a defender steps forward, the the holding midfielder's job is just plug that hole. My sentiments exactly. So I I I, I find that a bit harsh, and the fact that they say. He is um, a liability. I don't see anybody saying he was a liability when he predicts and reads Matoma's flick, intercepts the ball, because he doesn't go to Matoma. He watches him, realises what he's going to do, reads it perfectly, there to intercept, plays the pass that leads to the pass that sets Hoybier free. So all I responded to that tweet, and I haven't got a response yet, is what do you think of Eric Dyer? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, fair, fair question. Fair question. Yeah, and I don't want to get into Twitter beef with another rival podcast, but no. I thought it's been is, going it, is it a Tottenham podcast? It's, no, it's a Tottenham podcast as yeah, well. This is why, I mean, why are they slandering our undoubtedly best defender? Why would you do that? Maybe it's for the tweets. Maybe it's for the, the replies and the comments and, yeah. and the algorithm. Maybe they're feeding into the algorithm and I bought into it. And I've helped at Rival Podcast. Maybe that's what they were doing it for. But yeah, anyway, I just... I, no, I thought I'd just mention that in case no, you saw it. I didn't but see it. But Longley is... He, he's a good passer of the football. He looks like he can play ball, right? But yeah. he's so weak. And he's so slow. Ugh, it's like... Yeah. If he was stronger, I wouldn't mind the lack of pace. But if the lack of pace, even if you get there... the, the Whoever the striker is, they're just going to bully you off the ball anyway. Look yeah, at you the Premier in the League box doesn't suit him in, at in, for all. those reasons. At all. But I still prefer him over Dyer. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's a bit. Oh, Dyer. He's a he's an enigma because sometimes he looks like he can play ball. Sometimes he looks like a decent footballer, and other times he just he just doesn't defend well. That's that's the basic thing. He just doesn't defend well. Yeah, and he's yeah. the he's the linchpin for our defense. He's he's and that's he's the worry in isn't the it? center, and he's there, basically affecting everything we do. And it's ah, it's just very very um, fear inducing when he's not <laughs> on it. <laughs> well, so let's let's not bring the tone down because okay. we did end up winning we won. the game. Yeah, we did win the game, so we should be a little bit happier, but. There's a reason I believe we're not so happy. But that was the goal we're speaking about before we got into the defenders was the Lewis Dunk header. That was the actual official equaliser. 
Um, and obviously they equalised somebody's 100th Premier League goal. And if you're going to score a 100th Premier League goal in front of your own fans, is there a better way to do it than what Human Son did on Saturday? My word. This man has that in his locker. Where's it been all season? But that was postage stamp. Right, you know, kids, that's um, a letter that you send through something called... Letter? What's, what's a letter? Romeo. It doesn't go through the, the airwaves, through the, the Wi-Fi. <laughs> Internet. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's actually a physical thing, and you put a stamp on it. It had the Queen's head. It's going to have the King's head on it soon. Just letting you know. Anyway, right? And it goes in the top corner of the envelope. Top corner, what? where the shot went. That was beautiful. The shape on it. The way he got his yard. Everything that yeah. he did is like, like, it's it's typical. Son human, typical. Yeah, that's what yeah, he yeah. does. It's what he does, and it was beautiful. A thing of beauty. Those two touches to get that yard. You knew it was coming, but there's not much you could do about it. No. Um, because he's quick enough to beat you off the, off the dribble, although he's not done that this much this season. But you don't want to get too close. But they showed a quick montage of his 100 Premier League goals in 100 seconds. I think Spurs did that. And I think I saw, was it the Premier League did Son's best 10 goals? And, mate, within the 10 best goals, I think there were five or six examples of him being on the edge of the box, either foot, whipping. Whipping it. <laughs> into top bins, like Whip literally. Pidge. <laughs> So it is what but he the Burnley, does. But the Burnley goal was in there, right? The the Burnley goal was in, in yeah. The Burnley goal was in there. But the funny thing was, the Burnley goal in the top in the hundred goals in hundred seconds it was hard to see because obviously they don't show the sonic run; they just show the finish. Because ah, uh-huh, it would be just the finishes, a, and you don't yeah. remember the finish. You remember him beating nineteen players. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His own teammates as well. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean. Look at that. And it's interesting when I looked at that. So I do remember all of those goals. And he had a relatively slowish start. I know he scored, I think it was on debut against Palace. And then scored that goal against Watford, the little flick. Um, that was in his top 10 goals as well. Oh, um, okay. But what was interesting That was a nice see, goal, though. It was, it was, it was. Very deft. I mean, even though he's offside. Um, <laughs> very, very deft finish. Um VARs but, have been on our side a lot. <laughs> yeah, but what what was what was interesting was the the increase in his the goal count because at a time even in the peak that word I'm not allowed to say years um, he he scored goals but yeah. he got to about forty and then you just see like within eighteen nineteen season I think he really came into his own and the goals started raking up and obviously last season where he scored 23 Premier League goals yeah. that obviously boosted him um, and then obviously this season hasn't been the season that we all will remember for Son but he still scored some bangers this year yeah he scores and bangers he's a scorer of great goals he's a scorer of great goals yeah, and last season he was a great goal scorer, and this season he's returned to his streakiest of streaky seasons. Yeah. <laughs> but I think he's still up to, what, 10 Premier League goals now, which isn't a mean feat. Yeah, um, no, it's, it's decent, but it's not at his what we would expect of his standards. 
No, and if he scored 10 Premier League goals, he scored two in the FA Cup against Preston, at least. Yeah. And he scored two or three in the Champions League. So he's up to 14, 15, at least in all competitions yeah. as, as well. So again, not the worst, but not what we expect. However, he scored 100 Premier League goals now. Not many players for Spurs can say that. We have got a few, because we tend to have good goal scorers. But he scored 100 Premier League goals. He's on the top, in within, I think, the top six or seven all-time top goal scorers for Spurs. Oh, wow. Is that high? Yeah, he's high. I will try and call that up. He's definitely high. He's passed a few. I think with that goal, he passes... I was going to say Jermaine Defoe, but... What? That not, scene not doesn't seem right. Not premiership goals, though. Not not, no, not goals, Premier League goals, so total the, goals. Yeah, total goals. Because still got Robbie Keane ahead of him and obviously... Mr. Yeah, yeah, them, and Teddy. Yeah. No, I think Teddy just got a hundred. So I guess the question is, as poor a season as he's had, is Son a Spurs legend, or still a Spurs legend? However, you want to take that question. I would say yes. Because oh, but there's hesitation. Yeah, there's a hesitation because he hasn't won anything. I think. The Spurs legends of old... Whoa, 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 I'm going to stop you, I'm going to stop you, I'm going to stop you. Is Harry Kane a Spurs legend? Harry Kane is just from volume, but he's a, he's a stats legend. Okay, okay, go on, go on. Yeah. Tell, tell me no, why. only because, right, the legends of old have always won something, you know? They've always won something, you know, Jimmy Greaves won um, FA Cups, and I don't think he won a... Did he win a league? I don't think he did with Spurs, but... Um, you know, Greavesy, he came after the 61. Yeah, he came he, after the 61 team. Yeah, and then you got Hoddle and Adiles and Villa, all the all, all them men of that era, they all went FA Cups and European trophies. Um, so, yeah, that's the only hesitation I would have. But of this era, yes, he's definitely a legend. If Ledley King's a legend, he's a legend. Ledley won something. He did. He did. He won something. So, who would you say is a better striker? Mm-hmm. Jermaine Defoe or Son Heung-min? As a pure striker, Defoe. As a more expansive 10-stroke up top. Because I don't think he's ever played up top, up top on a regular basis. If, if Harry was there, he would fill in and be a striker, but really he's played from a bit deeper and run into spaces and stuff. So I would say Defoe's the better pure striker. Um, Son's a great scorer of goals and a great goal scorer on his day, but Defoe, I think, has the edge. So, Harry Kane's obviously atop the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Greaves is second, obviously. Yeah. We know Bobby Smith is third. They're the only three players to score over 200 goals. You may remember Martin Shivers yep. is fourth of 174 goals. Yeah, I know he's a high... Yeah, I knew he was high hundreds and something, yeah. Who's yeah. after that? So, Cliff Jones has 154 goals in 378 games over 10 seasons at Spurs. Cliff Jones was revered, is still revered today, still comes on at half-time. Yeah, he's a wi- he was a speak. winger, though. And he wasn't a striker, he was a winger, right? He was a winger, he was yeah. a winger. Um, he's our fifth all-time record goal scorer. Okay. Wow. 
Jermaine Defoe is six. And I'm going to read something out to you. Yeah. Jermaine Defoe, and I know a lot of these matches may have been subs because he did get that Robbie Keane, the Berbatov era was a bit tricky for him. Yeah. But Jermaine Defoe, an out-and-out striker, a number nine, a goal scorer, scored supreme, scored 143 goals in 363 games. Yeah. Yeah. So, less than a goal every two games, but still a quality striker, right? And created some of those goals himself. Yeah. That was in five seasons at Spurs. So, that's 143 in 363 games. Son is seventh, so one goal behind Jermaine Defoe. So he will pass Jermaine he Defoe, pass one him. would assume. Please. He has scored 142 <laughs> goals in 364 games. So one goal less and one game more. Yeah. For somebody who you said was not an out-and-out striker. I would like to and see someone... the minutes. I'd like to see the minutes, to be no, fair. I understand. I, I do yeah. understand that. But if we're talking about volume, we're talking about stats, we're talking about goals, minutes is one thing. But f- footballers really, we judge... It's not basketball. We don't tend to judge footballers on minutes played and minutes per goal. I know that is a stat and it is an interesting stat and I know what point you're you're making here. But in 364 matches, to score one goal less than Jermaine Defoe for somebody who predominantly is a winger, who's a Roman winger, that's absolutely amazing. No, he's an incredible player. He's an incredible player. But I think if he played him up top, weirdly, he'd score less goals. Because the way he would have to play doesn't suit the way he plays. He wouldn't have as much ground to run into. You know, he stretches the play a lot. And that's why he gets those chances on the edge of the box because he's run through and the players are struggling to get back to him and he gets his yard and whips it. You know, I think, I, I think he's a different player from J- Jermaine Defoe. I think Jermaine Defoe's a more typical, small Striker, yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not diminish, diminishing anything. Jermaine's a yeah, no, Jermaine, I love Jermaine Defoe yeah. as a striker. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think what we shouldn't do is take anything away. We're not saying Son is better than Jermaine Defoe at being a striker. What we're saying here, or certainly what I'm trying to point out, is that Son has scored one goal shy of what Jermaine achieved, and we will remember Jermaine for being a great goal scorer for Tottenham. Yeah. Yeah, in, in, so if he in that nine one, those five goals were, uh, yeah, he was just carbon on copies fire of that each day. other. He almost. did fire yeah. that day. Couldn't couldn't stop what he he wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. But Son has managed to score one less than Jermaine Defoe. Will yeah. probably pass Jermaine. No, right? he will. We would hope he would pass Jermaine. That's one goal. He but, should pass Cliff Jones, and he should pass Martin Shivers. Yeah. Because Shivers, well, maybe pass Shivers. Um, Cliff Jones is 12 goals ahead of him. So let's yeah. hope he passes Shivers and sits fifth. Um, sorry, Cliff Jones, he may not yeah. pass Shivers. He's on 174. But yeah, sorry, go on, Jimmy. Let's see. No, I was going to say the comparison between him and Defoe. Son's a better footballer, I think, than Jermaine Defoe. He would make more chances himself the dribbling's better and I think he'll get more assists than Jermaine Defoe definitely he would have more goal the goal um, involvement than Jermaine Defoe but as a pure striker Jermaine's a better striker I would say as a pure striker 
Yeah, but that makes what Son's done even greater. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Son's, Son's amazing. But you asked a specific question. Okay, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. No, I just wasn't sure if you were trying to disparage Sonny, but um, you no, were even making a greater point. So Sonny is on the the current Mount Rushmore of Tottenham Hotspur legends. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And he's been he's been astonishing because, let's be honest, when we first signed him, I wasn't sure what we were getting. I knew he was decent in the Bundesliga, but I wasn't sure he was going to um, transition across. I thought they were doing it for shirt sales in, 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 in Asia. But, um, yeah, he proved to be one of our best players. <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you. I heard a few people calling him T-shirt and I thought, ooh, I, I can see what they were saying because... He seemed to just do skills for the sake of doing them. And I was like, yeah. don't tell me he's going to be just that guy just for hair because he's Asian and we're trying to do it for the sales like they did with... Jisung Park, who was a good player. He was decent, but, but he wasn't, he wasn't yeah. really top premiership quality. He was just no. premiership quality, just. no. But what became very evident with Son is that he struck the ball really well with both feet. I think that became evident really early. And then really he got quickly. that goal against Palace. And I thought we thought, oh. And then the Watford goals I mentioned. And I think we soon saw his value. But I do remember watching his debut and thinking, he's trying to skill and the man's not even close to him. Yeah. There. <laughs> <laughs> Fals, you've got to be nervous as well. You know oh, of course. watching you, you know? Yeah, of course, of course. And, and I mean, he's proven any doubters wrong. He oh, is a yeah. legend. He's still a legend. And yeah. I don't think he will lose that legend status nah. at all. And class is permanent, form is temporary. And if he's finished in the Premier League for Spurs because of our system, our style, maybe he's had enough, I still think he has quality in him, in him to perform elsewhere at a very high level. Oh, no, definitely, definitely. The thing, the thing. I still, I'm still not sure if he's right or left footed. That's that's a testament to his a hundred percent his work. Because we well, look at those hundred goals. Yeah, look at those hundred goals. You just like left foot. Oh, it's left foot again. It's left foot. I know. We know last season he scored twenty three Premier League goals, and twelve of those were right foot. Eleven of those were left foot. Yeah. And up until the last game, he was leading left foot goals. Over his right foot, pretty much throughout the season, and he's supposed campaign. to be right footed, right? He is right footed, yeah, but he can strike the ball better than anybody I know and seen with their both feet, yeah, from distance, yeah. Like that's so, so difficult to do, that's so yeah, difficult to do, yeah, and get whippage on both, and, like, yeah. And the, no, no, whip. the technique, the technique, like it's your best foot, crazy. Crazy. Yeah, it's it's mental. I want to see his stats on FIFA and those things there when they talk about both feet because yeah, he he's is up there, he's he? up there. So definitely, definitely, definitely. So he scored the winning the first goal. We got paid back with that dunk goal, um, and then Kane scored the winner. Yeah. Um, good goal. Nice. Um, nice but finish. in between that, as you mentioned oh. earlier, there was a bit of controversy, wasn't there? Oh, oh, just just a couple. There's a couple of controversial things, just a few, you know, little, little. Um, let's say we got we got assisted by the um, by the officials because you know there was all right, there was 
the first one was the handball by Mitoma. I think that was. I yeah, think that was yeah. the first one. Handball by Matoma. Was it handball? Did it hit his hand? Did it touch his hand? Put it this way, right? If that was a defender in the box, right? If that was a defender in the box and it hit him there, it would be a penalty. I've okay. seen them given. I've seen them given. So if it's... And he put out his arm to control the yeah. ball. Yeah, so that just makes it even more obvious. It's it's unfortunately it's close, but it's unfortunately a a, a um, handball and the goal can't stand, right? But the McAllister one, this is the one that people keep on speaking to me about. The McAllister one, it touched his hand, and the rules are: it doesn't matter what happens if it touches your hand and, and it goes in the goal, goal. it's yeah. disallowed. So that one is actually correct. Say less then. Say less. Yeah. So. So both ways then, those two, by the letter of the law, were correct, yeah? Were correct. Regardless. Freiburg's challenge on Mitoma for, for a penalty shout, definite penalty, 100%. You can't not get the ball and kick the man. You can't do it. So it's funny because I saw this live in the stadium and my mm-hmm. seat is be, was behind that goal, but to the top left. So I... I I see Matoma more than I see Hoybier. Yeah. And in the stadium, in real time, it didn't look like a foul, right? And nobody in our section thought it was a foul or in our block or this stand, really. And I think from other angles, you don't think it's a foul, but there is an angle where you see he clearly treads on Matoma's foot. And I do not understand what the purpose of VAR is if they've looked at that and they've seen that and they've said no foul. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand so how they... Did well, they, they look at it? They, yeah, they looked at it. They looked at it and said no. And I think that's why they, um, they put an um, apology. apology out. Because that should never so, happen, though. It, how could it happen? VAR. How can VAR apologise? You can look at it 20 times and see what happens. But you don't even don't need understand. to look at it 20 times. But this is if the, there's anything wrong. other than clear and obvious, Jimmy. Yeah. A lot of these things are subjective, right? And this is the whole point. Right. If it's subjective, it takes you three or four minutes to look at. Just go with original decision on the field. Yeah. But this is a clear example of clear and obvious error from the referee. And don't get me wrong. Like, it's obviously gone in our favour and I'm happy in knowing that we've got the three points because I don't think we'd have got the three points had they if they get that penalty. No, definitely uh, not. And for me, it's shocking. One thing I will say, though, is we've had, about, I think, three or four VAR decisions go against us in the last month or so. So yeah. maybe it's evened itself out. But either way, it's just clearly showing that something badly is wrong with... Far like no, it's it's, fun, it's fundamentally flawed. flawed. It's um, it's taking too much intervention. It's 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 intervening way too much in the game. Like in the World Cup, I thought they got it a a bit better, where they only had a look if it was clear and obvious. If it wasn't clear and obvious, they just left it. And this should be the same. That was a clear and obvious error, and they should bring it back. And they should change it and um, they're getting it wrong consistently throughout all games they're getting it wrong that, so yeah. the people at the top 
are telling their staff to do something incorrectly. And I don't understand what it is. Mate, if, if you make a mistake of that magnitude, and, and let's be honest, that mistake could have cost Brighton a place in the Champions, Champions League. League. Yeah, absolutely. And if it, if we will never know how it shakes out, right? Mm. But what we can say is if Brighton score that goal, the way they played us off the park, the way De Zerbi's audition went swimmingly well, apart from the sending off, which we'll come on to, yeah. like, Brighton then potentially leapfrog us with yeah. the game in hand. Momentum's maintained. They've got a cup semi-final. There's buoyancy around. Anything could happen. If that leads them to Champions League or even a Europa League spot, if they now miss out on that, they can look at that moment and say, that was a turning point, that was one of the reasons. Yeah. If we cost a company millions for an error and that cost our client millions, we get the sack. Yeah. We get the sack, Jimmy. Like, there's no two ways about it. Or we're on um, capability reviews and with the view of getting the sack or early redundancy or we're going into a different role they offer an apology and that's it yeah put it this way these these the officials are very much protected there's protected species because it's so touch and go all the decisions they're instant decisions and not all of them are black and white yes or no Definite or not. Yeah, but so when they are, Jimmy, what's the excuse? Difficult. When There's going to be a percentage of them when they are, but that's why they get the extra protection. But that's why they've got VAR. Yeah, they're still getting that wrong. And it will change. It will change next season. I'm telling you, it will change next season because the worst thing that happens to, um, to um, officials in football is losing the respect of... Not only the players, not only the management of teams, but the fans. When the fans start seeing it being incorrect again and again and again, even us Spurs fans are sitting there going, woo, we, 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 we got away with one there. You know yeah, what I mean? 100%, 100%. So it doesn't matter which way it goes. When it's a clear and obvious error by them, it's getting... And you know about reputational damage, right? Reputational damage is one of the worst things yeah, that yeah, any company or any kind of organisation can have. So that's what they've got to try and stop. And because it's been so bad this season, it will change. It will have to. Listen, VAR's r- rating on Trustpilot right now, or Checker Trade, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know you can't give less than one star. <laughs> that's where they are right now. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. They are low. <laughs> they're low. Listen, they're, they're, not, they're not doing their thing at all. <laughs> bear, bear thumbs down right now. Bear thumbs down. Thumbs even, down. even the sending off. Now, I'm assuming the referee has sent off the Zebri and Stellini just to calm everything down because he clearly got the wrong individual in Stellini. No, what what it is, right, it's a, I looked it up, it's the FA rule. If um, the manager gets sent off if he fails to control his bench, 
that's Fair the, enough. that's the that's the that's the law that come in and that the referees made the right decision if you know that melee was um a red card red card defense in his eyes he sends off both managers that's it so so he doesn't get to appeal it and he does what he get a free oh, game you ban? get to appeal you get to appeal a, a red card but um I don't think he can even though he's standing there not even looking <laughs> it's, it's the strangest thing <laughs> He should have done more. He should have stopped worrying yeah. about the guys on the pitch and worried about the guys having a Barney. Well, really, yes, because it's um, it's another thing where it, it's not a good look as a manager to have your um, your staff absolutely losing it. It's not a great look. Yeah. But do you know there was something said to um, Stellini from De Zebri in the pre-match? Before, yeah. I heard they had beef before the game. Yeah, but it looked like it was all from his side. Um, not Stellini at all. Yeah, Deserbi, yeah. yeah. It doesn't look like Deserbi even, yeah. Got that. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to... No, it's Deserbi, it's Deserbi. Right. yeah. So, um, yeah, it's hard to... Um, it's it, it's hard to know what, what, what's what been said. Stellini doesn't look that kind of character, you know? He doesn't look like he's a, a, a beef merchant, if you get what I mean. So, yeah, um, left that to Conte. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's definitely Conte. So I'm not sure how how that. And it looks like Deserbi was on one from from the beginning, so it was obviously going to spill over. But um, yeah, it's unfortunate he had to be sent off. But now now we're going to have Ryan Mason standing on the line, and that doesn't fill with me with any confidence. When he was standing there, I, 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 like when I saw it, I was like, "Oh man, this guy just doesn't look like he's got the the stature." To be a manager of a club like Spurs. Well, well, it fills me with abundant joy, Jimmy. It fills me with a multitude of reasons to jump up and down in my seat. And I should tell you why. Should I tell you why? I don't understand, but yes, please tell me. I want to understand. He played Dan Juma. Yeah, he, oh, he brought did. on Dan Juma, and Dan Juma made an immediate impact. Immediate impact. He, do you know what Dan Juma did? He pressed, Jimmy. He pressed, and he pressed, and he pressed, and he pressed, and it led to the winning goal because it was his press that made them lose the ball, the ball or hack the ball, and yes, it led to the interception. Hold of, on, are you saying right that a Spurs mm. player came on the pitch? And actually looked like they were trying. Uh, and he did more than look like he was trying. He was actually effectively trying. He looked quick. He looked purposeful. He looked impactful. He looked ready to do something even greater than that. And he didn't get the ball as much. But literally, his pressing alone in the short period of time between him coming on and us getting a winner looked like it troubled Brighton's back line. Wow. And that we didn't wow. do at all, even though, I mean, we were chasing shadows for the how, best how long part. Was he, how, long, how long was he on the pitch for? I'd have to look it up. Do you remember but, when he uh, came on? Because I'm looking, I'm looking at BBC website and they've got um, the Spurs and their match ratings. Yeah. Right? Out of all the players that played, he's fourth. He's fourth, is he? He's fourth. It's like um, Son Heung-min, is top six eighty, Skip six twenty six, Kane six fourteen, Dan Juma six oh three. No one else is over six. 
It, the, the fans one, I feel like the fans one is, sorry, the BBC one is done yeah. on fans vote, is it not? I don't know. I'm not sure. It doesn't say. I, th- I think it's, I think, oh, I could be wrong, but that feels like his fans one because he didn't do that much with the ball in the end. So it was one minute, literally, him between him coming on and Spurs equalising. Right. So it was immediate impact. Immediate and, impact. And it just felt like it. He was just so purposeful with it. And it didn't seem out of control. You know, sometimes someone just comes on and says, like, headless chicken. I, I need to prove that I'm, I'm working here. I need to prove that <clears> I'm <throat> pressing. <Mora. clears> throat> I didn't want to name any names because <laughs> I still remember that night in Ajax. But I'm in Amsterdam. I know. But, I know. But... But yes, it looked purposeful. It looked like he did it at the right time. He did it at the right angle, yeah. at the right pace. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's... yeah, yeah, yeah. He did it on trigger points and not just running around chasing the ball like he's in the school playground. Exactly. And it led to a turnover of possession um, from which we equalised. So it just showed that no, we, there we got seemed the winner. to be something there. Yeah, sorry, the, the winner. And it just showed that there could be other players we could utilise in forward positions because I do feel like there's a lack of movement up top and a lack of pressing up top um, these days. And, and that could be down to Kane and Son um, being basically in their 30s. Um, Kane's got a lot of mileage in his legs and he's had a lot of injuries. So we know he, he's not a sprinter and yeah. he never closes. Like, he never closes. No, he and, has a little jog yeah. towards him. That's, that's yeah, just it. to get yeah. into position. Yeah. Really. Cut off an angle, maybe. Yeah. yeah. You're being very kind there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. But no, he does try He does try and close down a bit. I see him. He's, Sometimes, he's never, yeah. He, he's, never, he's never blatant just walking around. He, he's always trying to be progressive, I suppose, trying to do something. But but do you know why that's important, right? And I see why that's important because watching Stealing Goal on Saturday, they do an excellent job of, and we all know Brighton's tactics, they, they give you a full sense of security, they let you fall into that and then they spring on you and they literally pounce. Like at one point, Lewis Dunk was the only person back when they were attacking. Right. right. So they, they get into position, they lure you in, and they play out from the back so well, they go to the full back. Stills kicking was immaculate. He would clip it, unlike Reese, would clip it to his oh. full back, full back one touch forward, and then bang, they, they're into their triangles. And when he didn't do that, if we closed off that angle, yeah. he played at least four or five 40 yard balls drilled across along the floor to his forward player straight down the centre of the park yeah as another out ball right <sighs> that's that. that's why he's playing ahead of um, oh what's um, his head the Sanchez. Spanish Rea is it Sanchez no, Sanchez, Sanchez. Sorry, Rea. yeah ahead of Sanchez Brentford, yeah, yeah, yeah because, exactly because it looks like it's the the, um, the um, distribution distribution that it looks was like different. sick it, honestly but then when Son would press him, or then when Danjuma came on, you noticed that he had that little bit less time, which yeah. made it a little bit more nervy than he, they still played it yeah. most of the time. But there were a couple of times, ooh, the yeah. ooh merchants yeah, came yeah, back yeah. out. The ooh merchants are out again, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're close, we're close, we're getting closer. Yeah, no, I'll get you. Just a little more energy, just that bit more energy, just 
makes them rush a little bit more and makes, hopefully makes mistakes and that's what you want, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. you just want to turn but, over possession, right? But you know the, the difference field. between Steele and Lloris, right? Well, one can kick a ball. One, one was put in goal because he was rubbish at football. Yeah. And, and that yeah, one went yeah, in goal as a matter of choice and worked on his art. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Fair enough, fair enough, fair you enough. Know, so, yeah. <laughs> Luis, go and go, man. He's just messing up the game. <laughs> uh, I never thought that when he first came. I thought he was decent with but that's, that's another podcast. Another podcast. Yeah. So, I think, I think we were, the fact that we got the penalty was just not given. Um, and the fact that I think we kind of... You're on BBC now, so what, yeah. what are the stats in terms of possessions, etc.? Because I uh, think we possession. were pretty much played off the park. Oh, this is it's embarrassing, right? Possession. Um, we had 35%. Oh, it stops. They Say had less. 65. They had 17 shots. We had nine. They had four shots on target. We had three. They had seven corners. We had three corners. They dominated it, the match on stats. Yeah, it felt like that, though. I don't think it was just on stats. It literally felt like that. And like I said, it's amazing that they play with two centre-backs, but one of them goes forward. And we got people on Twitter, I'm going to go at Romero when he goes forward. No, we play with three centre-backs. One of those can join. At yeah. any given point, one of those should be able to join underlap overlap we've seen it before it works this is the problem we've had time and again where we have a back five remaining as a back five and we can't get out especially at home they've come away from home yeah. and they've literally gone one two four three if that's even right yeah yeah that's six ten yeah yes no you're and fine that's you're what fine. they did <laughs> Yeah, maths all right? Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. The maths is mapping. <laughs> the maths is mapping. You and that maths is mapping. Yeah, the, that's the thing. And literally, it's so brilliant to see that a side, I'm not going to say small as Brighton because they're not small, but a side no, can no, come to don't. another rival side and roll the dice, literally. And this is not them chasing the game, mind you. This is the way they play in order to dominate possession. They put people in position to dominate, gamble, play progressive football at the other end of the field. And if that was an audition by um, De Zerbi... It's not a bad one. Not, not a, a bad, bad one. one at all. Yeah, I would like to know what the beef is with Stellini, but regardless, he won't be there. Yeah, it um, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, needless to say, I liked what I saw. And we got bullied physically in that game. We got bullied physically and we came away with a victory. So we should be happy. Um, but, I mean, let's see what happens because we've got, after Bournemouth next week, we've got Newcastle, Liverpool and Man United coming up. Tough games. Tough games. Especially Newcastle looking Newcastle are looking, right looking okay. But watching Newcastle against Brentford, Brentford were able to bully them in the first half. Second yeah. half, Newcastle came out and showed their class. But they can be get, they can be got at. That's all I'm saying. Well, it's at St James's Park, so we don't travel too well. So that's my only concern. But let's let's go and get them. Yeah, let's, let's go. Let's... That's what I'm saying. Go get them. Get in their face. See if they can. Mm. Um, they can. 
So it would like, require a different mentality, Jimmy. It, it, it would. It, That's it the would. only thing. It really would. I'm not sure we got that in our locker at the moment. Well, listen. So, I mean, we've gone with Stellini. We know he's Conte light. It may be Mason going forward for the next three games. That means Mason will be managing a couple of those games. He's shown that he will put on Dan Juma, but that could be because Lucas wasn't there and Richarlison wasn't fully fit because Richarlison didn't come on at all. So let's see how we go there. But I guess we know we're looking for a manager, but we've got a director of football who hasn't actually been sacked yet. He's taken... A leave of absence because he's appealing, we're appealing, they're appealing his worldwide 30-month ban on wow. footballing activity. And he's still hanging around. So do you, it probably means that if we don't have a director of football, we can't really direct our football club into finding a manager. So should he be sacked? Um, well, it's the 19th of April where he get he'll get his um, hearing, and hopefully, hopefully they don't drag it on anymore, and they just make a decision on that day, and then we'll know whether, you know, it's the 30 months. You got you got to sack him at that point. You got to say, look, we cannot use you. We can't keep you for 30 months and then have you come back. The landscape of football might have changed completely by then, and we want someone in place where we can move forward and we have have a future in this 30 months and we can move forward. So they're going to have to put someone else in place. Um, to, find the man, to find the manager, we know it's going to be, be Levy. There's no one else to do it. Um, so let's see what negotiation feud he can get into with whoever he decides to and then loses at the last minute to Chelsea. So let's Jimmy, see what Jimmy. You're still working on the corporate model and we know football clubs do not work on a corporate model. You are giving this man the benefit of the doubt and saying that we have to wait until the April the 19th. But no, no, no. Oh, no, no we Jimmy. don't have to. The thing is, is, the question is, is this man hindering? Has he hindered and is he hindering our footballing activity as director of football? And I think the answer to that is yes. And I think even after the hearing, like you said, reputation, yeah? This guy and Tottenham's football dealings now, we're on about two stars, you know, on Trustpilot right now. (laughs) Yeah? We hired this man knowing that he had this. And if we didn't know that he had this, why are we... Not doing the due diligence. So this is what I'm saying. Our customers. Mate, mate, he, made, he, he, he made an offer we couldn't refuse. He was. He was. He was. He came with Conte, right? Conte signed off on him. No, he was before Conte. He was before Conte. He's the one who yeah, got he, Conte. Remember. Yeah, he got Nuno before Conte. Remember? Ah, oh, yeah, he couldn't. He, he couldn't doesn't have a great track record. No, he does. His only successes doesn't. have really been players bought from Italy as well. I have you know. Yeah. That's true, Kulisevsky and Bentoncourt. And Romero. And Romero. Yeah, and Romero. Yeah, that's it. Well, I thought it was a good window, but it hasn't hasn't worked out as well as I would have hoped. I would have hoped the side would be different, but um, Conte chose not to use the players that he actually bought. 
But um, yeah, I, fair enough. But on as we look at it today, his yeah. success full signings have been from Italy and Udogui, Udogui may turn into that. And yeah, there is question mark Spence. He's not been playing in Basuma, etc. Richarlison, but the free ticks in the boxes come from Italy. Yes, and his foray into Spanish football and getting rid of it, Lamella and replacing him with Brian Gill at a cost of 25 million and now that those two are both playing and starting with each other, each other for Sevilla and playing doesn't well. look so great. Yeah, doesn't look great on No, it doesn't look great behalf. business, does it? No. But... So this man, yeah, I'm thinking for me... I'm, we need a different direction completely, don't we? Everyone knows this. Everyone Campos. knows we need a totally different... Different direction. What do you say? Campos. I'm Campos. saying we've, we've, we've called for Campos before. We, Campos is a man who works on the budget that Levy likes to work on. Right. Like, he's proven it. He's proven it just recently at Lille. This guy makes lemonade out of lemons. Like, <laughs> honestly. Wow. You can't say better than that, can you? Give him the lemons. Like, Levy doesn't want to give money. He'll find you a Jonathan David. Like, but we've got to appreciate and understand that we're, we're going to get some raw talent. For too long now, we haven't taken a gamble on the Matomas. Yes, and I know where we are as a club and where we stand. And the problem is, Levy, it's like, it's like he wants to, he's, he's like, He's the most prudent businessman, right? So it's like, I will not spend money. But if I'm going to spend money, I'm only going to spend money really on somebody who's a proven track record. And for that reason, I'm going to scrimp and scrape on who has a proven track record in the Premier League because we know they're expensive. So I'll get somebody at the end of their contract. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. If I can. Exactly. And I'll get someone who can we can resell rather than someone who's in their prime. So who's going to cost me the 70 million, the 80 million. Yeah, he's always trying to do... He's always trying to be too clever. He's trying to be too clever. And everyone yeah, can see is. through it. You know, everyone... Yeah. No, one's, no one's shocked by a, a, a Levy deal now. No one's shocked about how how did he do that. No one... He's not... You know, he's like... Everyone can see the trick, you know? The, yeah. The, the, your hands are not quick as they used to be. You know, <laughs> everyone can see the ace in your sleeve. You know, everyone can see it. So... You know, there's no point in you trying to do it. Just be a normal businessman and get the get the right advice and just get the right players at the right price. Don't stop and trying to get him. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I think you're right. I think you're right. We need to sack Paratici just from the, the the visuals of it. You know, just yeah, just just get rid. New broom, sweep it clean. Get a manager and a director of football that work together well, and let's get on with it. You know, let's 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 do this properly. See what we can do with Kane and, and Son. See if they'll stay. If they don't stay, then we sell them at a decent price and we move on and we try and build again. But we we we, we need to this stagnation that we've been in since um, Potch has gone. I'm I'm not liking it. I'm not liking the direction we've gone in. Ten pound fine for mentioning Potch, but <laughs> as you insist on mentioning him, why haven't we called him yet? Are we in danger of missing the window on Mauricio Pochettino? Nah, I don't think we want him. I don't think I don't think Poch and him get on. 
Poch, I don't think Poch and Levy get on. I think it's a, there's a problem, a fundamental problem there, and I don't think that's going to... I don't think that's been healed. I, you know, the fans can sing his names as much as they want. Levy ain't been back. He sang it Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, I heard. Levy ain't bringing mm. him back. He ain't bringing him back. He's, and I, I don't like going backwards anyway. I would th- think so, that... Sometimes you need to go backwards to go forwards, Jimmy. Yeah, but he was there. He did, he, he did his thing while he was there. I think he's... I, I think for Spurs it's done. I think that chapter is closed and he just needs to move to another... Lampard's gone back to Chelsea. I know he's yeah, caretaker, that's not but gonna Lampard's work. gone back to Chelsea. He never yeah. worked the first time. Yeah, At least Poch worked yeah. the first time. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, why have they done that? This guy, this this Bowley guy is just like, he's all over the place, man. <laughs> I think he's trying to give himself breathing space. They can't probably do much wrong there they're not in danger of getting relegated and they know their season's over in terms of Europe uh, maybe they feel like they've probably got the worst possible draw in the Champions League they're going to have to beat three really good sides in order to win it really not good sides yeah yeah so yeah. they've called it a halt to the season put a I was going to say a plaster over the this wound but it's not quite a plaster um, <laughs> it's not even a plaster they just but, put, put some water in it and said it's okay <laughs> But I think what they've done there is circumstances um, dictate what they did. And is it looking like circumstances will dictate that Poch is the easiest, safest bet if you consider he's been there before? There's potential that his um, appointment could be the only thing that keeps Kane at the club. His appointment could be done without a director of football in place. Um, His appointment is something that will appease the fan base. His appointment potentially would mean that Levy knows that he would have to back him because Levy has done nothing but put in managers who have told him the squad needs refreshing and Poch told him first. His appointment could steady the ship now with Mason, who you're not happy with, and Stellini, who's Conte light. Like, he's available now. Could Poch given everything I've just said, be the answer if your options are a narcissist in Nagelsmann. Maybe he's not a narcissist. Um, uh, Brendan Rodgers, great tactician, um, once upon a time. Um, Maybe an untested and untried Ang at Celtic. And is it Sloth at Frankfurt? Could Poch be the one to bring it all together. The problem, I think, with Poch, with Poch, if he comes back, he now has so much power that he even might even overshadow Levy. I know Levy's Levy's got all the the levers of power at his fingertips, but he brings him back. He can't sack him if he says something wrong in the press, if he asks for different things. He just... He just has so much power at that point that it leaves Levy in danger. And I don't think he's going to allow himself to be in that position. Well, he you had know? Jose, he had Antonio. I mean, fair point, yeah, but, but he's had those two. He's had those I know they've won two. stuff. Yeah, yeah, they've won stuff, but he had those Poch, two. Poch has now. To, he's, been able to deal with, he's been able to deal with that, you know, deal with them. They've not come in and absolutely overshadowed him. Levy has always been in control, always. No one's ever doubted 
that he's whoa, been... Whoa, 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 whoa. Some of the things Conte has said... Yeah, and he got sacked for undermined it. him, but not... In the beginning, um, Spence is a club signing. Like, yeah, but it's... I'm saying that that stuff was subtle. What he came out with in the last... The last thing he came out with, he had to be sacked. And it's so said, so done. Right, it's a valid point in terms of if Poch does come back, you're you're admitting, Levy would be admitting things were wrong. And like you say, if Poch now speaks out, yeah, it's like, well, I can't sack him. And not straight away. And obviously allowed... Not Jose so much, but certainly Antonio to get away with blue murder. So, at times, I feel. But, yeah, I mean, that's a fair point. Yeah, we, I know. We shall know. see. It's difficult. We yeah. shall see, because we don't have a director of football. And I guess it's a chicken and egg situation. So, I'm going to leave you on this one. Chicken or egg? Who comes first? Who should come first? The director of football or the manager? I think at this point, because you've got look, look, we've got a couple of months before the end of the season, or a month, sorry, about a month to the end of the season. Um, director of football should come first, hopefully, because that's a it's a less it's a really it's 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 almost a more important more important um, should be yeah appointment. more important appointment than the manager, but it's less. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's less in the public eye. Yes. You know, no one really cares who the director of football is. There's, I'm sure we all know it's Paratici, but I'm sure we ask a Bolton fan or or even even an Arsenal fan, because they don't really like football, but who the director of football for Tottenham is, and they wouldn't really know unless they're really into football and other clubs. No yeah, one cares, yeah, hey. but you, you you know who's the manager? Conte, you know what I mean, straight away. So I'm I'm thinking that comes. Jimmy, first. just inform you, Conte's not the manager anymore. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> I, know, I know you have these um, bl- these blank spots every now and again. It's, like, it's not a blank spot. I'm just saying stuff. before they would be able to say yeah. who the manager is straight away because <laughs> they won't be able to do it now. If I said who's the manager of Tottenham <laughs> now, they would be able to say Stellini. That's all I know. Yeah, my son was like, uh, it says like there were two managers. Yeah, or... <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not sure, right? So yeah. no, that's why I said Conte. You know, before they would know exactly who the manager is. But now, but now I think, yeah, they should, they should do the director of football first, right? Do it as quickly as you can. Get the best person you can, right? Which maybe doesn't help with speed. And then, yeah, the, then, then the director of football can be involved in the decision to get the manager because they have to work together. I agree. I think that is a sensible way to do it. And maybe the less glamorous one, but certainly the more oh, important one. In, in my eyes. But Jimmy, thank yeah, you very no. much. I'm going to shout some new cities or some old cities or some exotic cities. I'm just going through the list. I yeah. can see some we haven't shouted in a while. Um, <laughs> long while. So I'm going to shout Frankfurt, AM, Maine, um, Germany. I'm going to shout New York. New York's in the building. I know we must have had New York. How you doing? But exactly, water. Um <laughs> 
who else we got here? We've got the Cape. Shout out the Cape, as always. Buenos Aires, I feel like, since Romero started to not slide in so much, Rick, um, we've got a few yeah, more. Stay on your feet, listeners. son. Stay on your feet. <laughs> yeah. You can win the ball like you did on Saturday by staying on your feet. Kuala Lumpur, I know we've had you before oh, in Malaysia, Malaysia, but shout lovely. out to you guys. Yeah, you know, we just shouted and there was a new one. That's it. Council Bluffs, IA in the States. Council Bluffs. I don't know where that is, but that IA. sounds like a... Kind of yeah, that would be Indiana. Okay. Possibly, yeah, possibly. Um, but the over here that might—I don't know—Council Bluffs. Like what? I don't know what that is, but I'm gonna look it up now. And over here we've got Imuth. I've never heard of Imuth. That's E Y E Muth. So shout out to you guys. Shout out to all of you cities. Shout out to everybody locked in each and every week. We appreciate you. In the wins, in the losses, I've noticed, and maybe we're doing something right, Jimmy, on this pod now. Um, Even in the losses, even in the defeats, the listeners are not tuning out. They're they're coming to hear what we have to say. Maybe it's therapy. Maybe. Maybe it's the banter that we seem to have in defeat. I don't know, but guys, thank you for rocking with us. Gallows humour, baby. (laughs) Gallows humour. But we didn't need it today because we won. (laughs) <laughs> yes. What? Thank you, you know, when, you know when our our draws feel like defeats and our victories even feel like defeats. <laughs> no, it's so strange right now. I don't understand what's going on. I feel like we're like eleventh, you know. <laughs> but we're not. I look at the table. And I'm like, where are we? Oh wow, we're fifth. What's going on there? Yeah, yeah it is. A, it has been a highly deceptive season. It has been a very, very deceptive season. Weird. But. As Kwabner will say, the sun still shines on the Southside podcast because we've got the sun, Juan Min. So, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for rocking with us. You know what to do. Kwabner tells you each and every week when he's here. He's not often here these days. So <laughs> let me tell you, um, like, subscribe, all of that good stuff. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Give us a five-star rating because we only give you five-star content. Indeed. Even on Trustpilot, we've got five stars. You get me? Indeed. So, <laughs> so follow us. Do all that good stuff podcasters tell you to do. And yeah, catch us every week. If you subscribe, you get that download straight to your device. Uh-huh. All right, Jimmy, thank you very much. I've nah, been Andrew. Thanks, man. I've been Jimmy. Yeah, trying to trying to, trying to cheer you up even though we won. We won. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. We did it. So, yeah, have a good week, people. Dance in the streets. Dance in the streets, everybody. Um, Lero, run the outro.